Thank you for joining us on this episode of MSP 1337, a podcast dedicated to helping MSPs and their clients navigate cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is a journey, but it doesn't mean you have to travel alone. I'm your host, Chris Johnson. And before we get started, I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, IT Pro TV. Looking to keep your techs up to date with the latest IT skills without having to pay for pricey conferences and boot camps? Online IT training is the answer, and IT Pro TV is the market leader. IT Pro TV, online IT training that's so engaging, it's binge worthy. Now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of MSP 1337. This week, I'm joined yet again by Charles Love of Showtech Solutions. Welcome, Charles. Hey, thanks, Chris. Hey, so there's a reason for having you back to back. I think partly it's your soothing voice when you talk about very bad things. But more importantly, last week we talked about business continuity and disaster recovery uh, as it pertains to any number of incidents, whether it's ransomware or uh, the power's out. And so this week's episode is power's out, now what? Uh, we wanted to talk about the things that we deal with both internally and with our clients as it pertains to expectations, not necessarily the end of the world, right? Like it could be um, an inconvenience uh, to me and you uh, seems like the end of the world to maybe a client or even an employee who's like trying to get the uh, payroll done or, or something along those lines. So we agreed that we should talk about expectations and in the event that say the power's out um, or any other inconvenience, what is it that the client or our employees know to do uh, in that sort of window so that they can stay productive or at least have expectations of this inconvenience will pass? Yeah, and, and this can go for hours, right? right? Because there's many things. But the, uh, the, the first thing I'll start off with is uh, I need a wizard hat, right? I, I need a wizard hat because crystal ball. Yeah, it, it never fails, right? I'll I'll call a customer and go, hey, we noticed you you went offline. I can't get to anything. Yeah, yeah, they're outside the the backhoe yanked the power cables out of the building. Right. Right. I'm like, oh, 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 oh okay. Is the backhoe and, guy okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then uh this has happened a few times and they're like, Yeah, no big deal. We're just gonna send everybody home. Okay, so what are they going to do? Well, they'll disconnect to the server. You, you, you mean the one in your building that has no power? Well, we, we have the battery, like the little, the UPS that I got off Amazon. Yeah, and that lasts for 10 minutes, maybe. So then, then the conversations start happening. Well, can't we just string a bunch of them together? Like, and then put a light bulb on the end? Let us yeah, know when yeah. it's still working? Yeah, so, so maybe, but okay, so now instead of 10 minutes, we're at 20 minutes, right? Um, and this is where I have to very carefully go. Remember that Azure server I was telling you about that you thought you didn't yeah. need? Yeah, so that, that's what we need. And then it never fails. Well, can we move to Azure right now? Yeah. Like, like now, like today? Oh, well, yeah. Hold on, let me put my coffee down. Yeah. And so, so I, I jokingly, like I asked one person, I said, so how many batteries do you have? <laughs> right. Cause I gotta be able to, you know, get your server and stuff. Right. Um, I, I will say I have gone to a customer site 
physically grabbed the box, brought it here, moved him to Azure um, so they can at least function a bit. So, so along those lines real quick, I think about cost, you know, there's this sort of misconception that says going to the cloud will save you money. And in some cases, I'm sure it, it can save money depending on your infrastructure that you have on-prem. But I think about what you said about, well, how many batteries do you have or how many minutes do you get, you know, sort of with each battery. And I was thinking about some infrastructure that we have and I was looking at the batteries and I think the each of the batteries that I have they're about $3,500 a piece and I have three of them and I can get with no server load on. So just network and internet, I can get about two and a half to three hours of battery. Um, you also have to replace those every three to five years because yep. they, they, they're lead, they're lead based batteries, right? I think lithium ion is going to change some of that. So you can say, Hey, I may only get 80%, but I've also been running these for seven years. Um, yeah. So, so, but thinking about that cost, you know, that's like 10 years in Azure land with that same sort of server infrastructure, right? Yeah. And that's just a part of it, right? What about the AC in the room? Right. Right. Um, in Florida, people love putting the bathroom fans in the IT room and going, we have ventilation. N no, that's you don't. Re that's called recirculation. Yeah, yeah. You have a motor that is burning energy, probably doing nothing. It's pushing its own. It's pushing air down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, it's just nobody thinks about what it costs to have that room, right? So you got the square footage of that room. You got the power to that room. Yeah. Uh, the cooling of that room, the security, like all these crazy things that people just really don't really don't nail into. Right. And, and they often think that the little 1500 UPS can keep them up for a day, you know? Well, um, maybe the Raspberry Pi doorbell. Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a conversation that it's, it's really hard to have with a customer um, because you are coming off like you're selling something yep. and you're doom and gloom. Right. So we'll, we'll often ask a customer, all right, how can, how long can you be down? Right. And, and, and the answer is typically, uh, you know, a dower, just after a day, I'm going to get a little antsy. Right. Right. And then boy, when that internet blips, I got 32 calls coming for that exact customer. Oh my God, the internet's down. Wait a minute. Yeah. What happened? What happened to a day? Right. Um, but it, it's really expectations. A, yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is a, all right, let's talk about worst case scenario. Right. Yeah. Lightning strike. Backhoe takes out the building. You forgot to pay the bill, <laughs> right? We, we've had one of those. Um, you know, so, so like, how do you run your business? Right. Um, it, it's, it's a question a lot of people don't know how to answer. And it's a tough conversation because they think I'm just there to sell them something. Well, and, and I think it, it, along those lines, if we, if we were to stay, take a step back for a minute, you and I were talking about this before we started to record and i think about the idea that says okay i'm just using the example of the internet the internet is down and and i need a way for my staff to continue working okay i would have to say that in the particular case of continue working we have to change our expectations to say working with what because it's not going to be same yep. same is not an option because if, if same was an option then we would have that throughout the entire organization and it would just be called what we call redundant 
right? Like it would be a redundant option and you would never know when internet circuit goes down because you're just on. So I gave this example and, and I gave this example um, to, to the guy that you know runs the organization here. And I just said, what is it that you expect them to do to be quantifying or qualifying productivity that doesn't say just send them home where they could feasibly also have similar uh, access to, to resources, right? And so the one thing that I always get asked now is, okay, well, they need to be able to get on the internet. That we can solve, right? Yep. Okay, but once they're on the internet, what are the destinations that they need to go to that may impact whether or not internet for general browsing or ordering stuff from your supplier now becomes, well, I need a lot more bandwidth than that because I've got to download the, you know, the camera footage from, you know, the incident yesterday and it's kind of time sensitive since it's a school bus or, or whatever it might be. Well, now all of a sudden I've totally just said you going on the internet redundant or otherwise it, it is meaningless. It, it has no value and you just spun wheels trying to get them up and running. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a good question to ask. Like, all right. So when we are down, what do you expect? Right. Yeah. Because uh, guess what? Your Alexa lights, they won't work. Right. All of your timers, you know, they, they will stop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then there's all these things. Everybody loves to connect everything, the doors, the lights, the whatever up to the uh, you know, up to smart switches or whatever. And then when there's no internet, then the fish tanks don't go on. Right. Right. All right. There's, there's all these other elements, but more importantly, your, your daily function, can you run your business just with the internet alone? A lot of people can. Yeah. Right. A lot of people can. Especially in today's, the new world of uh, COVID connectedness from home. For sure. And, and where I do have a lot of customers running, you know, like a backup disaster recovery appliance. Yeah. Um, I can spin them up 15 minutes, boom, they're up and running. I may have to figure out how to get these people like to access it, but whatever, but I can have the server up and running in 15 minutes. Yeah. You, you can resolve DNS for them, maybe a little bit more Correct. complex to get to the destination, but, but at least yeah. it's ready for them when they connect. Yeah. Maybe I have to spin up a term, like let's say they don't use terminal server sure. remote desktop. I may have to spin up a terminal server in the cloud. I may have to do something so I can have the base server technically online within minutes and then a couple hours to get everything all situated. But what the customers don't realize sometimes is yes, I can spin all this stuff up. A, it costs money to do that. Um, costs time and resources. But the bigger thing is, all right, when the power is back on, I'm not going to say it's a nightmare to go back, but it ain't 15 minutes. Transactions have happened elsewhere. And now the old destination has not the same. Correct. Yeah. So, so now we have to do a bare metal restore. And uh, this weekend I had to do a a restore for somebody where they don't want to buy a new server, right? It Mm -hmm. happens, but because they have a BCDR server died, put in a new one and because they have data, like it's it's all these crazy big video files and stuff. It literally took every bit of 26 hours just to export the data drive so that I can boot it back on the hardware. So is this so, on an example though of n- not all business continuity solutions are created equal? 
Well, I, it really doesn't matter what it is because if, if you're running in a, in oh, a, you had a to disaster, well, I had to take what they had been using for a week because it took yeah. them a week. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, there was a lightning hit. It shot out the server. Um, but to rewind or however to we put on new it. hardware, right? You're putting on new yeah. hardware. You have a, you essentially have a operating system and now you're having to bring it up to what was happening out in the cloud. Correct. So I guess the thing that was going through my head is we just had a power outage and it happens to be really bad. It's going to be, you know, two days because we're in the hurricane zone. Data is being built out here in, in, in the cloud or in the, where you set up their, their temporary when that power does come back, it's not like there was something wrong with that server on-prem. And now there's a differential sync that has to get caught back up. Uh, those are not all created equal either. No. That's yeah, where you get into the, it's not created equal on your on your vendor side. Yeah, if, if I like to tell people, look, if we're going to spit up in the cloud, it's it's as if we lost your building, right? And and <clears> when we're when your building is back, then, then there's a big project to get you back up and running. Unless you don't care about the data you've changed. Sure. Right? If you don't care about, and I've had that once or twice. It was nice. Oh, you don't care about it? Cool. Shut it down, boot it up. Yeah, start over. We're back to Friday. It was great, right? Yeah. But not everybody is that fortunate. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's a lot of misconceptions about when the when the power's out or the even the internet, right? Right. Um, it's, it's the calls about, I, hey, I'm home. I... Like, how do I print? I, I don't know. Do, how do you do, have, a, how do you print? Right. Do, do I have a printer? Do you use cursive or is it truly yeah. print? <laughs> right. So we, we actually had that a few weeks ago where somebody, they always work from home, but the, 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 the you know, it, in this case, it was just the internet was out at the customer and uh, we were able to get their server online, but now they can't print. They can't mm -hmm. print the checks. And it was important because it was check day. It's, it's payday. Yeah, but the building was having an issue, so you can't do that. So now it's like, oh, well, I have a printer in my office. Okay, but you're in Utah. I'm in Florida. I can't just mosey, mosey on We down. still have the same problem, right? Like, but if I USB connect it, how does yeah. that talk to the office that doesn't have internet? Well, and funny you say that, because I we, we had that conversation as well. Like, hey, all right, let's look at the back of the printer. Um, all right, there's a little square thing. All right, cool. That USB A or B, I forget what it is. The trapezoid. So the next question is, do you have a USB cable? Right. What's that? Right. You know how hard it is to find <laughs> yeah, A I do, to B? Because, well, they don't even come with the cables anymore. Even, I mean, actually, that's no. one that I would argue that if you ordered one that supports that, usually it still comes with one of those cables. But yeah, but you become, probably threw it away. That's also true, especially if it had network connectivity. Right. I have, I have. I don't know, 15 cat litter bins in my garage full of random cables that I've collected that I've never looked at. You're, you should right? probably stop feeding that stuff to your cat. Yeah. yeah. But I, there, there's all these things. And then, okay, so maybe we Amazon it and I got to wait two days. Like it, it's something as simple as a USB cable for a printer. It's just like, you know, people don't have that stuff at the ready. Okay, let's let's methodically go through a couple scenarios because I think yep. that's where we're at. So we're gonna go with uh, the power's out. We don't know how long it's gonna be out for. Uh, so mm -hmm. that means that my building, we're gonna say at a minimum, it's gonna be out for two hours. Okay. Then my recommendation to you is sit tight. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's so. Would it be different though if it's eight a.m. versus two p.m.? You know, it, it really depends. 
it's um, it, it, when the power is out, the physical power is out. Usually, you get a pretty good estimate from the sure. power company, it, it, especially down here in Tampa. Yeah, I I often joke that because they told you it'll be up by ten, they're sitting there waiting nine fifty ten. Okay, click. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sometimes they see two hours, and then it turns into six, and it turns into eight. Right. And I, and I guess part of that is tied to, you know, when power goes out, is it tied to um, some sort of uh, anomaly or is it tied to power plant decided to do maintenance? They're doing a rolling blackout or they're doing, you know, any number of Correct. things. So it's more of like, we're going to be down for a minute. So, so the reason I was asking that, so let's just, let's take it further. We, we don't know when it's going to come back up at this point. We're thinking it's probably going to be somewhere between two and four hours. And we just came back from lunch. Now what? Hopefully, you have had this conversation with the customer ahead of time, right? We, not I guess all the that's time, what I'm we, trying we to drive. That's the path I'm taking this down yep. is that I want yep. you to sort of give me the answers that you were saying that because, you know, we're show tech and we've sat with you, you know, client X, these are the things that we've already put together. Um, call it the uh, powers out binder, if you will. Yep. This is the scenario. And I think there's probably about three that we should go through that I think are right in line with this that have different outcomes. So this one is the power's out and we're in the two to four hour window. We came back from lunch. Now what? Yep. So hopefully you have an established threshold, right? With, with, with that customer to say, all right, before we kick into procedures, mm -hmm. right? Because and oftentimes this kind of stuff isn't covered under a contract, right? Right. So before I spend the customer's money, I, I want to make sure that they are fully up to speed. So let's say we agree. If it's three and a half hours or more, kick into disaster recovery procedures. Okay. Um, so then depending upon the customer, like, hey, can you get by with just 365? Right? They may be mm -hmm. able to, especially if we've moved on the share point. Right. Then their building has no relevance at that right. point. But if, if they have servers and they have infrastructure, yeah. depending upon the customer, I have some that literally cannot function without access to their network drive. Okay. Right. It, it's, and it's life or death, right? Sure. So, so we, we do a lot of social services and for them, yeah, if the power is out, then we're, we're heavily considering spinning up a DR environment. Right. Well, I guess it, it makes me think about this scenario where you talk about infrastructure. So I think about a building that has core infrastructure, servers, et cetera. If I say that we're gonna to go to, for example, say generator power, because we know we're gonna be down for two to four hours or potentially longer, that doesn't mean the entire building or the entire floor is gonna have power to the cubicle. So we've got to take that consideration too, right? So like we can, in a lot of cases, especially with larger, larger organizations, their building may have redundant power or there may be at, at the server room level anyways, a redundant power. Um, and I guess that's kind of that follow-up question is how do you help the client recognize, go home, equipment's still online, cubicles not online. Cause I think that's, I, I've been in enough places to know that this happens. It's like people walking around spinning their wheels because there is no plan and we've lost half a day versus just saying, go home and, and call it a lost day. Yeah. It's, it's really about that, that tolerance guide. Right. Um, at what point do we, you know, get aggressive? So, with so, you? so to sum up, that was perfect. 
number one thing that has to happen is what is what is your or your client's tolerance level for this power outage that we're describing so that we know without confusion protocols kicked in yep and and funny enough i'll give msp ignite a quick little nod here i participated in the uh you've been breached uh town hall right and and one of the things that came out of that was a, a breach plan. So what do you do if a customer is breached? What are your written protocols? And, and we created a, a document. It's not the best, but it, but it works for us. Sure. And, and I've, I've actually started to adopt that for this scenario. Okay. Where what is our process for, I, you know, i.e. internet is out, power is out, things like that. And what I've been finding with every customer, you know, they all have different needs. Sure. Right. Um, some are saying it can't be down, and then you have to have a conversation about that, you know, because I can't do my wizard hat, right? I can't control right. the building giving you power. <laughs> yeah, but I can move you to Azure and take your building out of the equation. It's, it's kind of like uh, Ant-Man, right? Like, you're like, I'm yeah. going to take your building and shrink it, yeah, and then yeah. I'm going to stand it up over here, and you just can't see it anymore. But Azure isn't the magic thing either, right? Because Azure has issues. It, it, it ha no matter where you are, it's just a matter of how can you mitigate it. So I think this leads us, well, go ahead. No, so the, the big thing here is, ha, you know, have a piece of paper right. with the customer that they have seen, that you have seen, that says, here are tolerances, subject to discussion, Yes. right? So that now we're not trying to, on the fly during a situation, figure out like what our process are. We need to have that ahead of time. You're also not really in selling mode either because you're, no. you've established a protocol that says this is on you. Yep. This is that cost versus loss, right? Like if you're losing money because you're not online, you should spend the money to get yourself back, you know, within sure. reason. So this sort of leads to part two. We talked about tolerance. I think if you have an organization that's got more than two or three employees in it that we're talking about the tolerance levels, now we're also getting into what are the different uh, employee functions and their needs requirements in the event of whether it's internet or power or, or whatever. Because I mean, you think about like if I'm a sales guy and I'm on the road all the time and I'm in the office that one day, I could probably go function somewhere else, coffee shop, yeah. wherever. But I think those are also that critical piece so that when you get the phone call from whatever an employee is, we've, we've talked about organizational tolerance What's that employee's tolerance who's now the, the burn in the saddle, if you will, going to the owner that's saying, hey, Showtech just didn't address my specific needs as it pertains to what I'm not in the loop on organizationally. And I, and I think about like, I think I was telling you this earlier, uh, we have sort of our front office staff that anytime the internet seems slow, they want to hop on a hotspot. And so there's been some serious expectation misconceptions around, hey, I can't print. Like you're on a hotspot. It's not connected to the printer. Well, I need to print. Like, well, I understand that, but the slow internet and that connection, you could print just fine. Or uh, when is it a, a me problem? This is talking about me calling you at Showtech to say, hey, um, our, our, um, our accounting software is running really, really slow. Okay. Um, it's hosted by a third-party vendor. Have you called them? Oh, no, I know what they're going to say. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's us. Um, okay. Have you called them? Because these are the types of scenarios that get 
fed into the idea that this other example that we talked about with tolerance has nothing to do with my organization and infrastructure, has everything to do with unrealistic expectations of what should or shouldn't happen because of that trigger. Yeah, for sure. So do you have that conversation? Like, I think this gets into like, uh, you know, software for different lines of business, right? Accounting versus, um, you know, HR or accounting versus sales. Like salespeople are living in Salesforce and they are on the cloud, but your HR and accounting are living on a file server that's in the office. They both have two very different uh, needs that have different, you know, ways of getting them back that aren't necessarily tied to that tolerance level that the organization has. Yeah, so we we framed up the um, the tolerance, we call it the tolerance guide, right? Mm-hmm. The outage tolerance guide. So we framed that up at a handful of customers. Um, we're, we're matching it with the breach conversation, right? Okay. So he, he, here's the structure. Uh, we're just because of our volume of customers, it's, it's a rolling target. We try to do, you know, so many per month. Uh, but the, the people who are having the conversation with us, it's going very well. And they're like, wow, nobody has ever, right. ever asked us what to do when the power goes out. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what it turns into. And it's great because it makes you feel good. And you know, you're doing right by the customer. So, so that leads me to the, the third and the final one. And I'll kind of, uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be addressed specifically because we can tie it to the other two scenarios. So tolerance uh, and then, you know, bu- you know, different lines of business or employee expectations versus organizational tolerance. And the third one is, uh, so we'll just say this, this has been a breach. It's been a ransomware. Um, this changes dramatically. So I want to, I want to like sort of tee it off with, do you have sort of a cheat sheet that says we're on the same page with, this is the type of event. So the powers out because cables were cut is different than the internet company is having sort of like an anomaly, right? Like that's, we would adjust accordingly. And then of course, the the second one is um, the power really is out. We don't know how long it's going to be, you know, more natural disaster type things. Like we had a hurricane or flooding or the roads out, whatever. And then the third one is, is ransomware and incident response type stuff. And I think this last one that we're talking about is, is dramatically different in the response. And so that's why I bring it up and say, you can tie it to the other two, because I think when someone calls and says, Hey, uh, my files are locked up. Um, you're not responding immediately with, don't worry, everybody can go work from home and I'll stand you up in an Azure environment and everything will be fine. Yeah. That's kind of loaded. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there, it's, it's all, it's all conversations to have and, and you gotta be with the key people in the company, right? The, you know, we're a lot of times the receptionist or the office admin may be our, our main contact. Yeah. These conversations have to be had at the top level. Sure. And so I think it comes back to uh, sort of the, the key, the key to this conversation is that all of these scenarios that we're talking about are to prepare for scenarios we don't know about, right? Yeah. Power, I can, I can predict the outcome of a power outage and impact on business to a degree. Uh, obviously ransomware, that's different. Um, and some of those other things, like the longer we're down, I don't have a clear picture anymore of what that's doing to your organization. I can only give you sort of metrics that help you as the client make decisions around 
where do you want us to take you? Because even though I want to make a recommendation that says we should preemptively already have infrastructure dialed in outside of, because that's the bottom line. You, you can only pay for so much power. Yep. You have redundancy out there in the cloud space that you will never have in your office space, period. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, any parting thoughts before we wrap this up? You know, one more thing is during this nightmare of a chip shortage, the, 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 the one tip that I think everyone should hear, is make sure you have stuff, right? Uh, make sure you have at least a couple of emergency pieces. Because like extra switches, extra hardware laying around. Yes. Yeah. So, so switches right now are very hard to get the ones that we like. Yep. I can um, relate to that. It's typically a two month lead time, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so I have a stack of stuff I've collected over the years and I'll bring it there, but man, POE switches are very hard to find. Yeah. Um, just make sure that if, if, if you have a customer where, you know, if they did get a lightning hit, and and or whatever your disaster in your locale is. Yeah. But if, if something did take out equipment, you know, how fast can you get it? Even if I can, dare I say, buy it on Amazon and get it in two days, is that even enough? Well, I can tell you on the Amazon one, I had to pick up a couple Netgear switches and it was like every time I put them in the cart and made my purchase order to get it done, the switches were gone. Like, so yeah. eventually I ended up spending like three times the dollar amount on switches to get them in a reasonable amount of time. And, and just to continue on that thought, you know, those of you that are listening, most of you know that I, I work for a school district and we had a power surge. So power went out, power came back, that surge, it took out three projectors. You think like no big deal, Amazon, Best Buy, you can go get a projector. Like I literally am struggling to get reasonably priced projectors and get them here inside of like a three week window. And these are in classrooms where they're like, uh, we've been using pen and paper instead of the kids' laptops because I'm not having 25 kids without masks on huddle around my desk to see the CNN 10 video. Yeah, so it's, it's things like that. It's, it's even having that discussion. So for a school, right? Do we have spare projectors, even if it's one on a cart, you know, like well, it's a good, it's a good what if scenario, right? And, and you, you just have to have those conversations. Well, remember your competitors are going to go, oh, well, I've got inventory or I got, yeah. I've oh, got, sure. I've got vendors I can get stuff from. And so that problem you're having with that purchase order that you still don't have numbers back on, trust me, I know, um, that's not necessarily going to change because you yeah. jumped to another MSP. Well, that was our timer. This has been a week. This has been an episode of MSP 1337. Thanks and have a great week.